Good day. Welcome to our broadcast for the day. This is the last word. Um, last week was an interesting week. Episode 14 today is kind of trying to continue the discussion, the development of where we're going with this week and how we are developing some things to develop with the last word. Um, I am really trying to musing over some development and some things regarding the church and where we are. And these are our three points of discussion that I've been sort of laying heavy on, our faith, our family, our finances. Our faith, we were talking about Jude 3, where we need to learn to earnestly contend for the faith, earnestly contend for the faith. Um, our family, and we're talking about really the family of God, how God relates to us in terms of that family, how do we develop some things in terms of that family and, and what we're going to look at. And then our finances, what are what is God trying to do? Is he trying to prosper us personally, naturally, enrich us spiritually, um, get to that goal where we can understand where all of that goes? We're going to talk about all of that, I think. Um, my new book, again, Decoding the Kingdom, is on Amazon. Um, you can go on Amazon, get the Kindle edition, or get the printed copy delivered to you. Um, it is a good book where I bring some clarity, try to bring some clarity to this whole subject of the kingdom, because over and over again, I think we've become confused about the kingdom and the church and where Israel and where the church stands in terms of end-time prophecy. Those things are important. It brings us to the most interesting part of our discussion today, and that is to really talk about has the church been engaging or has it been enterprising? Now, let me go back and discuss for a minute this whole point of the church and where we are that I, I talked and I, I keep mentioning over again the development of the church in, in reference to where we are with the first century church. It was not, as some uh, may think, a organized structure. It was trying to find its way from the development of understanding the living word without a written word. <laughs> yes, I know. We had the Old Testament. We had the Torah. We had the Tanakh. And those all prophesied about the coming of the Messiah. But the new group that was emerging out of this historical, systemic group of Jews and was becoming a new reality had nothing but the living word to refer to. I say that because in terms of Christian writings of scriptures, the church really did not develop this concept of Christian writings till well into almost the fourth century. After looking at tons of writings and trying to determine which one of those writings related back to the early apostles, which were done in the first century, second century, third century, or these writers just of Christian authors, or were they actually of the original authors of scripture that we see in the New Testament? Well, the church had an engaging time to do that, but first in order to do that, it had to find itself into some viewpoints that are extremely important. So there were three mysteries that we find ourselves in today that we must look at. And I'm going to look at those very importantly with you. This is the mystery of godliness, the mystery of the church, and the mystery of iniquity. 
Now, I'm going to take some time this week to focus on these three areas in terms of building our faith. The mystery of godliness, 1 Timothy 3.16. Uh, Paul talks about how great the mystery was. The mystery of the church. Paul acknowledges in Ephesians 3, starting at verse 17, that the administration given to him was an administration that had not been delivered before. Something that was quite unusual in terms of his development of the church and the mystery of iniquity. Who is this man of sin that is to come? 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7. I started out probably a few years ago when I started a series on, on Back to Basics to kind of highlight and emphasize this whole idea. What I have understood in terms of examining, looking at the Greek of the word mystery is that Mystery is not like it is in our modern culture where, you know, we, we love the mysteries of who done it. We look at a mystery novel or look at a mystery program or look at a movie and we, we find we, we keep us in suspense the whole movie sometime of who done it and when they done it, how they done it and why they done it. Well, those kind of mystery exposures in our English language is not the way the Greek exposes mystery. Um, mystery is something different. It is, it is information given, but it's not always solvable. It's just the fact that it's there. So the mystery of godliness, for instance, the more we try to explain it, the more complicated it gets. The mystery of the church, the, thing, the, the way we have a handle on it, and I talked about it in the last um, broadcast, several viewpoints of people established in the church. First of all, as I keep mentioning, the church was a motley group that was started in the area we now know as Palestine and developing from there as they went out, according to Mark 16, 15, um, Matthew 20, 19, the commission going out into all the world. That whole structure and understanding of Christians moving itself out trying to establish a network of believers who are accepting the message of Jesus Christ and preparing for his coming. <laughs> the early church uh, posed a popular opinion was not trying to structure itself as an institution. It developed as an institution out of necessity because there was a destruction of a former institution, uh, the Roman Empire. Uh, the church found itself in position to pick up to deal with society uh, beginning in the fourth century. Uh, but I think this restlessness, this whole idea of understanding where we are with the church, to understand the supernatural qualities and nature of what the first church desire was to have signs and wonders. John's gospel particularly talks at the end of the gospel that these things were written so that we could get a clear understanding of who the living word was. Some of us have been very good experts of the written word, but have not become experts in the living word. Again, now we're talking about revelation. We're talking about a way to develop and get some things involved in terms of who and what we are. So we are faced with these great three mysteries of understanding. Discovering through revelation, through mystery, through illumination, who God is, what God has established in terms of these two entities, Israel and the church. Um, do they coexist? 
or do one merge into the other? Uh, a question is a discussion that we, we find ourselves developing over and over again. What do we do with this whole quality and nature of things? Yes, I know I'm, I'm skipping and sort of rambling and musing about a lot of things all at once. I'm not trying to solve the issues of life for you, the issues of godliness. I'm just trying to call our attention to where we need to focus our energies. As I mentioned on one broadcast before, information is crucial, but we must partner that with revelation, with understanding that God is going to give us illumination, with understanding that all of this comes together into a, a framework of understanding who and where we are in terms of what we're developing in the body of Christ. Well, I think as that goes on and on, it brings us to this most interesting problem I mentioned over and over again. What is God doing with Israel? What is he doing with the church? And how does all of this resonate with the kingdom? Israel expected God to reestablish the kingdom of Solomon when he sent a Messiah. The church has evolved to accept that there is kingdom and the church. What does all of that mean? That's why my book, Decoding the Kingdom, sort of gets through the mystery. In, in Acts chapter, chapter 1, the disciples, not fully understanding the true mission of Jesus, asked him, now at this time, Lord, that you resurrect from the dead and, and you're getting ready to go back. Will you at this time now establish the kingdom for Israel? It was anticipation, according to Jeremiah 29, that after they had been in captivity for 70 years, you would bring us out and reestablish us because you had plans for us. Daniel knew that timing was coming in Daniel 9 and prayed for how God was going to bring his people out of exile back into the place where we are. Now, we have many things to discuss with that. I'm going to have to do this tomorrow. This is all the time I have for the day. But... We'll talk about where we are, how we develop this, and where we're going with this tomorrow, because what we want to do over and over again is discuss these three areas of discussion. This has been the last word for today.